0: You and I wrap up this trip down the history of SEU units with this episode. After covering its unique, humble origins in the 70s to its full glory in the 90s, the boom in the noughties, the last generation of SEU units that was genuinely well-received by fans and its decadence, now it's time to cover the 6th generation of SEU units. This is the generation that you and I are experiencing, especially if you've been following seiyuu units with some attention. Time to check what units in this generation have been doing until now. Let's kick off this episode of SEIYUU LOUNGE. Welcome to Seiyuu Lounge, I am your host, Vanessa, and today's topic is the 6th generation of seiyuu units – 2019 up until now. We're now in present time – or, should I say, relatively present time. As I recorded this episode, March 2022, seiyuu unit fans are experiencing the 6th generation. This is a generation that doesn't have any pressure whatsoever to create music. Actually, there are no expectations by SEU fans for seiyuu to join or debut with a seiyuu unit. This, of course, means that there are fewer seiyuu units debuting, and those that do barely release any music. Let me talk you through this generation and what it has accomplished so far. Plus, which Seiyu units have impressed until now? How has been the music panorama for Seiyu units since 2019? With every single Seiyu wanting to make a solo debut, and many actually getting that opportunity even without anything to back such solo debuts, Seiyu units seem to be a thing of the past. Few are the Seiyu fans that remain supporters of Seiyu units. Few are the new Seu fans that know or support Seu units. The Seu and music industries aren't necessarily against the idea of Seu units, but it has stopped almost completely from being an appealing endeavor and turned into a gimmick or even something used solely to launch solo careers. The Seu units that remain active and debuted in the years before release music only with their fans in mind, no matter how few those may be. The new SEU units have started to pivot quite aggressively to a mix of J-pop and K-pop idol vibe, concept and or sound as a way to grab the attention of young people and make seiyuu fans turn to them out of curiosity. Many are the SEU units that debut just to perform songs for their radio shows not even bothering with performing live or anything of the sort. Given the complete absence of expectations for seiyuu units, there have been some emerging with bands, others going all out with the idol concept between many more interesting things. Which music genres are prominent? Anything and everything that is trendy at a given moment. I'm talking about tropical house, Latin EDM, jazz, rock, pop. R&B, Acoustic Pop Rock, Ballads. Sayu units that actually put an effort into their sound have experimented with some, if not all, these music genres. Sayu units that serve only one purpose, providing music for the radio show they stem from, usually stick to bubbly pop and pop rock music, as those are the music genres that are more classically used as radio jiggles. Influences More than taking inspiration from the Seiyu units that preceded them, Seiyu units in this 6th generation have a broader scope. They want to make an impact, attract people that love Seiyu, but also those that wouldn't normally come across them, much less know who they are and what they do, and convert them into fans. As such, Seiyu units in this generation have taken inspiration from J-pop and K-pop idols, in case they perform dance music or pop, and popular indie rock or even wildly popular J-rock bands in case the seiyuu team up as a band or perform rock music. This is quite possibly the generation that is trying its best to rewrite history, putting an effort into breaking out of that cage of seiyuu music and turning into well-known groups that attract not only seiyuu fans but also the common person that loves music and wouldn't normally come across them. Worth noting that uh, most seiyuu units stemming from radio shows and signed to minor labels don't care about what I just said. Their focus is solely on performing the songs featured on their radio show, or if not featured on their radio show, to give back to their fans. Only seiyuu units with major music label contracts or that are taking things really seriously even though they are signed to a minor music label, care about making an impact beyond the Seiyu fan fanbase. Music quality This topic must be approached from two different perspectives, the seiyuu units only performing music for radio shows and the seiyuu units actually taking the music industry pretty seriously. Seiyuu units only performing music for radio shows have a generic sound with a standard mixing and mastering quality. It's the bare minimum to please their fans without spending crazy amounts of money to produce their music. There are seiyuu units stemming from radio shows that have started to take things quite seriously in terms of their sound and performances that end up having a genuinely high quality sound. This, of course, is rare. Now if we're talking about seiyuu units signed to major music labels still stemming from radio shows, let's not forget that, things are a bit different. I look at Kiramune's Seiyu units as a prime example of what has been changing as of late. Sparklew, seiyuu unit that you and I will cover in a bit, has changed its sound and image quite drastically to match the trends and possibly aim for more recognition even outside of the seiyuu industry. They went from a generic pop sound and boy-next-door concept to an intense J-pop meets K-pop idol sound and a masculine, mature concept. And the budget used to create their music and produce their music videos is certainly more than you'd get with the simplistic music or simpler music videos the unit used to have. You also see that, although in a smarter, cost-effective way, with Vanity. The band has a unique status among seiyuu units, but for all purposes of this episode, let's cover them in a couple of minutes. Sir Vanity, although not from a major music label, they are a self-producing band with their own music label, Vanity Records, have expensive-looking music videos that are actually quite cheap to make. Having a videographer in the band helps out delivering high-quality visuals without much of a cost. Same thing for their music. They have Satoru Kuwabara in their lineup, serving as their bassist and composer. Kuwabara is just one of the most prolific and respected composers for everything to the music. All this to say that there is a clear difference in quality and presentation between units that only perform music for radio shows and those that do that but decided to take a couple of steps further. STEMMING FROM RADIO, ANIME, MUSIC PROJECTS OR TV SHOWS As you may have noticed up until now, radio shows are still going strong and so do seiyuu units stemming from those. You have many seiyuu units debuting tied to the music label ARTSONIC. You Make, Glass Slipper, Chashko, Kodamuro and more. A couple of others stem from Marine Entertainment, label that was once in the vanguard with some of the most innovative and exciting seiyuu units in its lineup. Right now, Marine Entertainment houses M4 and Kashkomi. Seiyuu units stemming from anime are non-existent. You still have the rare case of seiyuu promoting as 2D units, much like what YemU and Vice did but you don't have sayu units emerging from anime series. Music projects are the major source of 2D units, not so much sayu units. Yes, there have been some 2D units that have held solo live tours, breaking out from being just a 2D unit to actually being a serious deal, the cases of Quartet Night, Trigger and idolish 7. But those are still releasing music exclusively tied to the game or anime series, not so much having their independent activities outside of it. Jarawaxia could be another name you could bring to the conversation, seeing as the punk rock band is now signed to a major music label and promoting both using 2D characters and their seiyuu counterparts, with animated and live action music videos. Until the day Jarawaxia promotes with the seiyuu as its members and not the characters' names, the band will continue to be 2D with a 3D existence, instead of being a seiyuu unit or seiyuu band. Additionally, although rare, there is one seiyuu unit stemming from a radio show. It's called Mosote Ichimon and it's both incredibly clever and entertaining. Units that have been standing out in this generation. So I just ruled out a couple of 2D units that actually have a 3D presence. And I won't be covering the hordes of generic seiyuu units stemming from radio shows, because by describing one, I'm describing all of them. Which seiyuu units am I covering then? Sparklu, Serenity and Trado. Seeing as we're still within the 6th generation, which is to say, when this generation wraps up I'll create the definitive episode covering it, there may be more seiyuu units making their debut in the next couple of years. Then again, for a generation to change, there would need to be massive changes in the music industry for seiyuu and seiyuu units, which haven't happened so far. With that being said, I'm going to cover Sparklew, Serenity, and Trado in this episode. Let's start with Sparklew. Debuted on January 1, 2019, Sparklew is a Seiyu unit signed to the music label Kiramune. The unit originally consisted of Yutu Emura, Shun Horie, Shoyachiba, Yuyo Hozumi, and Takto Yoshinaga. I say originally because as of January 1st, 2022, Shoya Chiba has graduated from Sparklew and Kiramune. Having stated his want to do other things and being extremely busy as a voice actor, as two of the main reasons he left both the group and amicably cut his ties with Kiramune. Before Chiba's departure, Sparklew went from the Cutie Bubbly Pop Sayu unit with the guy-next-door vibe to, in 2021, a mature, all-out, idol-like concept for their first mini-album, Daybreak. This is a Seiyu unit that started to follow Trignal's steps, bringing a bubbly pop sound that would please the common Seu fan. However, as the music industry started to shift its focus to Seiyu, especially after Seiyu artists like Mamoru Miano, Shotauoi Suma Saito and Yumuchida showed that there is an unreal level of quality in their music and performances. Sparklew started to change its approach. The seiyu unit gradually left that bubblegum pop sound and started to embrace ballads and pop rock until they went all out with space disco, hip hop, funk, and acid jazz. Their image, that up until 2021 was the standard for a seiyuu unit, changed completely, with all members donning unique hair colors dressed in trendy clothing and, of course, with a massive care for their looks to match the trends going on in J-pop music. Sparklu quickly started to appear on the radar of non-seiyuu fans. Just a quick look at the comments section on the music video for Dance in the Twilight is enough to notice J-pop and K-pop fans being extremely confused and impressed that Sparklu is not an idol unit, but a seiyuu unit. In a way, Spark Lou, rising from a niche seiyuu unit that basically only seiyuu fans knew about, to a Seiyu unit that even those that don't know about seiyuu have come across is something akin to EMU or VICE's rise to fame. This is as exciting as you can get. And truth be told, even a CD earlier with Helvetica, Sparklu was already showing signs that they were starting to bring in new fans by slowly changing their sound and image. This was noticeable as the unit rose on the Oricon and iTunes charts. The complete revamp to the unit's sound and image, if it is something to stay for the group and not just a gimmick for that specific CD, they break may make it so that Sparklew turns into the most popular and quite possibly successful seiyu unit out there. Now, for this last part about becoming successful, Sparklew would have to last long enough or sell insanely well in a short amount of time to overcome Hiroshikami and Daisuke Ono and Trignal. It's not an impossible feat, especially if Sparklew continues to go the trendy yet mature route as they did in Daybreak. And if they adapt quickly to any changes in the music industry that may happen in the next couple of years. Then it's safe to say that Sparklu is on route to becoming one of the most successful Seiyu units. What started as just another Seiyu unit created to boost the image of young, up-and-coming Seiyu is now one of the most exciting Seiyu units around. One that, contrary to all others currently active in the Seiyu industry, actively attracts the attention of non-Seiyu fans, which is impressive. I have a feeling that in a couple of years you and I will be talking about this 6th generation and mentioning Sparklu as its representative unit. Not to mention the one that influenced the next generation of seiyuu units, which right now you and I don't even know when it will start. Sir Vanity Debuted in 2020, Sir Vanity is a self-producing independent seiyuu rock band fronted by Yuichiru Umehara and Yoshiki Nakajima. The band counts as well with renowned composer Satoru Koabara as its bassist and composer as well as Taisei as their videographer. Now there is something quite interesting here. I said on episode 83 that seiyuu units are those comprised exclusively of seiyuu in its lineup. As you've just heard, Sir Vanity has a mixed lineup, bringing people from outside of the seiyuu industry into creative or active roles for them. So is Sir Vanity a seiyuu unit? By my definition, they aren't. However, news outlets in Japan have been referring to Sorvanity as a Seiyu unit, including them, in the talk of the new dawn for rock bands in the Seiyu industry. So, for all purposes, Sorvanity considers itself to be a Seiyu unit, and so do Japanese news outlets, so I'll go with that. Once again, my definition of Seiyu unit is quite restrictive on purpose, otherwise the last couple of episodes would have been crazy long, including as well 2D units. Back to the talk about Serenity. As of writing these episodes, the band has released 5 digital singles and has announced the release of its first full-length album, Ray. What Japanese outlets have been writing about Cervanity is quite interesting. The band is at the core of a revival of rock bands fronted by seiyuu, something that is, believe it or not, quite rare. You do have Grand Rodeo and Screen Mode, and for a couple of years, until the band announced its disbandment in 2022, Old Codex. But that was the extent of rock bands fronted by male seiyuu. You would have thought that uh, rock music had gotten a good reputation following the outstanding work, shaping generations of artists that Grand Rodeo and Old Codex pulled off. But now, founding a rock band was even more niche than joining a seiyuu unit. I can understand this in a way because rock music is not popular among seiyuu fans, especially those that are used and enjoy 2D idol projects which is to say, the wide majority of the Seiyu fan fanbase. And in another way, Sayu prefer to make solo debuts and explore rock music by themselves. Just look at Yuma Uchida, Makoto Furukawa, Toshiki Masuda, Shugo Nakamura, Shunichi Toki, or Soma Saito. I look with excitement for Sir Vanity and what they can achieve. Umehara and Nakajima have vast experience as singers for 2D music projects. Nakajima is actually part of a self-producing band in Umai. Umehara and Nakajima are the lyricists for Serenity. They have the insane talents of Satoru Kuabara, one of the most exciting and versatile composers currently active in Japan. Serenity's art direction is in good hands with Taisei. There is excitement for Serenity. They have no pressure to impress. They started the band to have fun and add a little bit of variety to the music panorama for Seu units. They have the potential to be a big band. Of course, at the moment of recording this episode, you and I don't know if the band will make it big in the future, but if everything goes right for them, I can see Survenity rising in popularity. TRADO to wrap up this episode is a unit that you'll have a faint idea you know about. Trado is a unit consisting of Daisuke Ono and Takayuki Kondo, formerly known as the AT this was unexpected. Uh, usually, when a units disband, they disband for good. There are no revivals, no last tours, no activities after the point in which it was settled that the unit was no more. So, to see DAT emerging as Trado in 2021, just a couple of months after Marine Entertainment announced DAT's disbandment, was surprising. Even more because Trado is signed to the major music label, Pony Canyon. Of course, Trado is still a seiyu unit connected to a radio show, much like how the AT was, not changing a thing about Ono and Kondo's dynamic. What changed, beyond the name and music label, was the unit's sound. D.A.T was all about its catchy dance sound and, at times, shredding rock tunes and R&B ballads. Trado is all about its K-pop-inspired sound with some hits and beats of Latin music in there. Trado is a new unit that caters to the newest generations, embracing a trendy sound while still going in line with D.A.T's danceable sound. Although much has changed for the unit, sales are still an issue as the duo has, much like all other seiyuu units minus Spark Lou, poor sales numbers. This can be due to how old the seiyuu are. Believe it or not, there are people that don't like to listen to music performed by veteran seiyuu or for their looks not matching the fans' expectations. Honestly, it's hard to know what is in the head of potential fans and how to reach them. If it was easy to know that, then all seiyuu units would be insanely popular, which they aren't. But there are plenty of positives about Trado and that's because sales aren't everything, especially in something as niche as the seiyuu unit industry. The unit showed that you can revive projects or units that didn't work before, you can have a trendy sound without having to be young, and it won't sound nor look tacky, and that when, say, you genuinely like to work together, they'll make sure to team up down the line, even if they don't have the rights to their original unit name. Also, Trado being picked up by Pony Canyon shows that music labels right now, especially major music labels, are more than ever following the seiyuu industry with a lot of attention, trying to sign seiyuu talents, solo or units, because they see potential in them. This is something you couldn't say a couple of decades ago. Although you and I are still experiencing the decadence of seiyuu units, we're also seeing the birth of new diamonds in the rough, with Sparkloo making a stance as a pop unit, Survanity showing that rock bands are not dead in the seiyuu industry, and with Trado showing that old projects can gain a new life because major music labels are willing to take those chances, recognizing talent in seiyuu. And with this, you and I wrap up this trip down the History of Seiyuu Units. As it is a trend when something is split into generations, you start to notice what were the struggles and challenges that were faced and overcome and you can weigh in on how those ended up influencing the following generations. If you followed the past couple of episodes, you'll certainly feel that. What started as units created just for fun and to thank fans of radio dramas and anime ended up turning into a serious and incredibly professional side of the music industry for male seiyuu, with much more than thanking fans, as the reason why Seiyu joined Seiyu Units. Making money and embracing it as a side career were 2 other motivations appearing in the last 3 generations. There are also a lot of changes happening in the music industry for Seiyu Units. Despite their lack of popularity with Seiyu fans preferring to follow and support Seiyuu as solo artists or just Following 2D groups as opposed to Seiyu units, Seiyu units continue to debut. And from time to time, those are as good as Kashkomi, Sparklu, or even Serve Vanity, that, as we all know, is a band, not necessarily a Seiyu unit, however, Japanese media has tagged them as such and they've embraced it. So you can have quality. You can still have seiyuu units created out of the sheer want to thank fans, which is more common for seiyuu units stemming from radio shows that are not massively popular. But you can't deny that the music industry has changed a lot since the 90s. Music labels, especially major ones, have started to recognize talent in seiyuu when they used to ignore them. SEIYUU themselves approach the music industry in a completely different way nowadays. As a result, you have more professional-sounding and looking Seu units, but not the simplicity you had in the 90s. I've said it before, I feel like Seu units, especially now that have a good production value – for example, SPARK Serenity, TRADO, KASHKOMI and YOU are perfect to showcase the talents that SEIYUU have. Those can be fantastic launching pads for a solo career. With luck, even help boost a little bit their careers as voice actors. And if nothing like that happens, at least you know your favorite seiyuu is having fun performing music as part of such units. Now tell me, what do you feel is the place of seiyuu units in the music industry? Do you see a future for these or do you feel the decadence right now will lead to their extinction? Let me you know in the comments on YouTube and remember, leave your comments as complex or as simple as they may be and you can be featured on upcoming episodes of Sayu Lounge. If you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss the hand at feeds HQ's weekly male Sayu and music-related content, hit the subscribe button. I'll return next week with another episode of Sayu Lounge. Thank you for listening and see you guys around.